that reading makes you more empathetic it's a way to escape your life it can take you to far away lands pushing people's shoes keeps your brain healthy and can even help you sleep better or inspire you today we're going to be speaking to sasa hill and we're going to focus on her book called shooting star don't go away we'll be right back <laughs> If you are just joining us, then a very warm welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. I'm your host, Bridgette Limbanda from Cape Town in South Africa, and our stream is made possible by Creative Edge, StreamYard, and BeLive Media. A special warm welcome to you, our audience, whether you're watching us on Facebook, on YouTube, on LinkedIn, Amazon Live. A very, very warm welcome. This is an audience-centric show. So please just know that if you say hello, if you post a question, uh, we will see those in the comment section. Um, also, if you're brand new, the Brightest Corner Live show has been going for three and a half years. So um, we have had so many authors, so many amazing authors on the show over the past uh, three and a bit years. But let me first say hello to my amazing friend and co-host, Mary Elizabeth Jackson. Mary is a special needs and disabilities advocate. She's also a ghostwriter and award-winning author. And her latest release, Cheers from Heaven, with her co-author, co Thornton Klein, focuses on lessons that we can learn from bullying and it empowers families to grow from that experience. Mary and I both have a chapter in the book Invisible No More, Invincible Forevermore, and it talks about stories of resilience from men around the world. She's in Nashville in the USA. I'm in Cape Town. So where you are in the world, a hearty, warm welcome to you. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yes, I'm excited Great. to be here this morning. Huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Can't wait to introduce our amazing, uh, our amazing guest today, Saska Hill. I mean, she's just... I love, I love mysteries and she's been on a roll for a while. And um, so hello, Rick. Aloha. We love aloha. It means it's warm weather, right? <laughs> and thank you for that. Congratulations. We are so excited too. And we are looking toward a great future with our show. And we love interviewing authors. We've met so many wonderful, amazing people, and we love hearing their, like, what inspired them, how they got into this, why they're doing it. So it lets the 
folks who are watching us get to know the author better. And that makes for a better, I don't know, relationship investment in their book and who they are, right? It makes you more, it makes sometimes you, that you want to read that book more just from hearing an author's backstory, not just what they've written, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, it's amazing how, what I found is great about interviewing authors is that once you get to hear a little bit about, more about them, you really want to go and grab their books because yeah. it is just um, amazing. It is absolutely, absolutely amazing. Before we um, we bring Saska on, one of the things that I like to do is help people level up on the online profile and appearance. And uh, one of the things I recommend to do that, to level up from whatever you are, because everything we do these days are online. And Mary and I both use the Logitech Brio camera. It's got a trademarked mm -hmm. right light AGR technology, which means that whatever your lighting conditions, it'll automatically adjust. That's just magic. That's wonderful so, and very helpful because sometimes the lighting is very challenging to get it correct. And we know that from all the interviews we've done. And we both have our microphone, don't we? Absolutely. I use the Samsung C, um, C, uh, C01U USB condenser microphone, which is this little one here, because, you know, people will forgive bad uh, or bad visuals sometimes, but if they can't hear you, they will tune out. So make sure that you invest in a good microphone if you want to level up on your sound. Um, or you could use something like this, which is the Rode Lavalier microphone. Either one of them will help you level up on your um on your sound. So do make sure that those are little things that we like to advise people that they could do to level up on their live stream. So our amazing guest today is an award-winning author of a horse racing um, mysteries and thrillers and her newest title, which is the one we're going to be talking about today. We'll ask her to show to talk a little bit about the other books, but our focus today is on Shooting Star, which is the fifth novel in the Nikki Lateral Mystery Series. And so she, is, five, she is an award-winning author, multi-award winning. She yes. is a multi-award winning author. So there are the books and the one that we're going to focus on um, today. And I know that she's got her, her, her oops, my goodness. It's one of those days where my Kindle is just not, not doing behaving. what it's doing. It's not, not behaving. Not behaving itself. No. No. But no. we'll show you the real book in just a second. But there are five books in the series. So if you go and check them out on Amazon, there are five books in the series. Fantastic stories. Um, so do check them out. And... Um, She's been involved in horse racing as an amateur jockey and racehorse breeder for much of her life. And that's the background for many of her novels. And I thought that was interesting to find out. Yeah. And as Mary, as you said, she's an award-winning author. So let's not waste any more time and invite her onto screen because no one else can tell her story better. Um, absolutely. So nice so, to have you here. We're so excited you're here. I'm very grateful to be here. I think this is terrific. You guys do great. 
Thank you. And we want to we want to say thank you to Mickey Mickelson with Creative Edge, don't we? Because we yes, love we Mickey, do. don't we? Yes, we, we do. are. We're Team Mickey. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today and coming to tell us a little bit about your best stories. I want to start off with asking, how do you? Where did your love for writing come from? And it seems to be tied into horse racing. So you know how how did that come about? Were you you know, did you always have a love for horses as a child? Did you start writing as a child? Or the, you know, how are they intertwined? I um, always loved horses. Uh, when I was a little tiny thing, uh, the only thing I ever wanted for my birthday was a pony ride. You know where they used to put you in those little uh, round pens with a pony? And I would be like two or three years old and my stirrups would be you know, <laughs> little tiny short things and they would lead the pony around and that's all I ever wanted. And um, as soon as I could read, I read everything that Walter Farley ever wrote, all the Black Stallion series, loved everything. Um, and when I was in the fifth grade, our um, teacher asked the class to write um, a little story. And our, the, the other kids in the class were like, ooh, because they, they just didn't think they could do it. But anyway, I wrote this little piece about um, a man and a boy in a horse trailer with a racehorse behind them. And something happened on the road that was bad. I don't know what it was. You know, that was like a long time ago. But um, I wrote that. The teacher made me read it out loud, which was Terrifying. terrifying. Yes, very scary. But I did. And afterwards, all these little hands were raised, you know, people were putting up their little hands. And I said, what? And they said, what happens next? And there is nothing more wonderful for an author than to know that people care about what happens next. If they don't want to turn the page, you're dead. So I thought, gosh, maybe I can write. Maybe, maybe I do have something here. That needs to be a t-shirt for authors. If someone doesn't want to turn your page of your book, you're dead. <laughs> yep, you're dead. So you have to make That is amazing. This is, this is a question that I always ask people sort of like way down in the uh in in the conversation. But since you've raised it, you know, what is it that um, what is what is the skill that you have to hone to get to the point where you can write where people want to just not put the book down? They want to just keep turning the page. They'll stop all night with a cup of coffee and they have to finish your novel. Yeah, you so know, what is your secret ingredient? Well, I think for me, it was partly a God-given gift because I used to write letters to my friends and they would say, God, I love your letters. They're so great. I just send me more. Um I was very lucky. I have a knack for it naturally, but I had to go to, it wasn't until I went to the Bethesda Writers Center in Bethesda, Maryland, and took a course in um, mystery, writing the mystery novel, that I learned things. I mean, I did not know anything about writing. I thought I did because I was good at it, but I didn't know all the rules and the things that really help a writer to um, get an agent and then a publisher. Um, like an arc. I didn't even know what an arc was. I never even heard of such a thing. Um, you know, you have to have the, the story arc. And uh, so I learned about that. And I learned about a cliffhanger at the end of every chapter, just a little tiny one. So they want to keep going. Um, so 
that's what I do. I and because I know the horse industry and the horse racing industry so well, and I know how much money's involved, and I know all the skullduggery that's involved and the things that illegal things that can happen. But I also know the love and the passion that the people in the business have for their animals. So it makes for a, a great mix. Yeah, it does. Um, and, you know, it, I, I always think it's really great when an author can take um, part of something they've done in their life and they can put that into their stories because it makes it so much more real because you've lived it, you've done it, you've been there. You have that ex expertise, if you want to call it. Uh, you know, we, we have a we have a friend who writes uh, thrillers and she works in the ER. And so oh, yeah. what she writes is so real, you know, and so that's exactly. really fascinating and amazing. Um how does it feel to you? I, I wanted to ask you this question. There are people out there who really feel like awards are important for books. It helps you sell more books. And then there are those people who don't think that it's that important, you know, that you shouldn't, because some awards you have to pay to get in to be considered right. for the award and right. some, some awards you don't. So what is your thought and feeling on, because you have quite a few and it is an honor because what it does is it's that status of, yes, I'm good at what I'm doing and you should read my books, but how, how do you feel about them yourself? Well, I'll be honest with you. St. Martin's gave me a two book deal. Um, it was the only time I ever had a, a big publisher behind me. And the first book was called Flamingo Road. Um, that book won a $10,000 book prize um, with Castleton wow. Lyons. It's called the Dr. Tony Ryan Award for Best Book, Fiction or Nonfiction in Horse Racing Literature. And that was a big coup. But did it sell books? No, um, not enough books to keep St. Martin's happy. And uh, after those two books didn't sell as well as they had expected, they dropped me like a hot potato. So mm. now I am self-published. I have not even looked for another agent or publisher. I'm, I'm just happier being self-published. I just don't like um, working with the publisher that much anymore. Well, that's okay. And that's a good point, though, um, you know, because we have people who watch who are uh, new or searching or don't know what to do. And there are um, pros and cons to both. Yes. Absolutely. So yes. it's good to hear. It's nice to hear your viewpoint on that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I, I think what, what writers need to know is that if you come out with a very small press, which I did in the beginning, um, I was paid 6%. Now, you know, who can, it? that's not fair. Um, so that's why when I got the deal with St. Martin's, I thought, I have arrived, you know, this is it. But it didn't work out the way I had hoped. So there's a lot of disappointments. You have to have tough skin. Um, you have to have determination and you have the will to keep going. Because sometimes you just want to say, why am I what am I doing this for? What, <laughs> what is this even? This? Yeah, yeah. Why am I even doing this? Because it is such a labor of love. Yes, it is. And unless you're in the place of a writer and the project takes a long time and getting to that point of fruition and it's, it's manifested in the world. I mean, it is, it's a long process. And then you're hoping everyone jumps on board with you. And they see it and go, oh, I love it just, love it just as much as you do. It's a, it is not an easy road to try to travel. No. no it's not. So you've got five books in this um, series. Did you set out to write 
five books initially or did that yeah. kind of just happen just mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about that well i st i knew that um i wanted to write horse racing because it's what i knew so well and i loved all the dick francis books and i wanted my book to be about a female jockey not a, a male jockey so i wrote the first book which is called full mortality um, about a gal that struggles and becomes a jockey and all the hardships she goes through and have you got that book there could you hold up the cover full mortality i do yes let me just find it here it is um it's uh let's see that, yeah that's about right covers mm -hmm. are gorgeous yeah nice cover well you know who that it's these cameras are always backwards so it's like a mirror i go the wrong way right. um do you recall the horse that won the triple crown and broke the 37 year drought his name was american pharaoh yes um, it was a big deal and that was one of the reasons i got the two book deal with saint martin's well this is a picture of american pharaoh which i bought from the photographer when he was a two-year-old in training he wow. hadn't even run yet and um it's on the cover of all my books you know oh nice yeah, every single one um and that was kind of a fun thing to do i i enjoyed doing that so that's um full mortality uh the first book which i just did show you a second ago um did very well it was my first book i'd ever written and it was nominated for both an agatha and a mccavity award congratulations yeah that was that was kind of a big deal and made me feel pretty good that is it made you feel worthy that was validation yes validation yeah and that's real important right what and so the stories think? just follow on each other each you know was this sort they of like do, a, just continue each was written as a standalone you can pick up any one of them and you don't have to have read any of the others each one was written to be a standalone Okay, that's good, even though they're a series. And, you know, what made you decide you wanted to turn, make these mysteries as opposed to um, like a thriller or a romance? Oh, I love mysteries. Okay. I love mysteries and suspense. Um, a book that doesn't make my heart pound a little bit is not something I enjoy reading. So that's how I wanted to write myself. And I love Dick Francis so much, and, and his books were just so great. So that that was that was what got me. Going. That is amazing, Saskia. So the covers, um, who designed? I mean, the as you said, you use the same picture of the horse throughout, which kind of makes it a, a series. But how did you come up with the design uh, of the covers? Did you commission that out? Did you do it yourself? I found um, no. I go online and. Uh, like I found a picture of that background because it was shooting star. So I went yes. and looked for stars and shooting stars. And this one, I sent the publisher uh, that picture of a lightning storm. And I said, mm -hmm. I want the horse in a lightning storm and I want the horse in a circle. Um, so I really kind of designed all the covers myself. This one, um, Racing from Death, uh, it's about methamphetamine the mystery takes place because there is methamphetamine in the background and people burn themselves out with methamphetamine and that's why i wanted the flames wow so i kind of designed the covers myself and when um the um, publisher uh did the big book um flamingo road i never liked the cover that much 
<clears throat> it didn't reflect the book at all. Um, and then the next book, they did a much better job. Um, so I was, I was real happy with that cover. But again, that book didn't sell that well. And then I have a small following of very loyal people that love my books. And as soon as a new book comes out, you know, I sell a whole bunch of copies all at once. And then, then, as you know, it trickles down and the sales just kind of, uh, they don't stop, but you're not, you're not getting rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't do it to get rich. No. <laughs> you you have to go in really stupid yeah. <laughs> or you, your little you, child or Patterson. Yeah, well, or you you know, you've got there is a lot of money that you can put into it. So yeah. it's got to be a love, a labor of love. So yeah, um we would love for you to read um, you know, a minute or two or a few uh pages of your book, uh your okay. new shooting star. We can get people like, ooh, I gotta read this book, I gotta get this book. Cut me off if I because uh, there's a scene. Well, you'll know. Um, I'll stop reading when I get to the point. It's pretty short. And if it's too long, you just let me know. But I think it's a good opening and a and a good good uh, interesting hook. Okay. The movie camera's dark eye unnerved me, like a hungry bird of prey. It swept after me as I raced down Santa Anita's backstretch. Knowing the camera, a Panavision Genesis recorded my every move and facial expression, intimidated the hell out of me. So did the truck and crew rolling dangerously close to our side. Maybe movie stars like Tom Cruise, who loved to do his own stunt work, get used to this stuff. But me, I was glad I was only an extra used by the director of photography or DP to work out his blueprint for shooting scenes in, in the final furlong, a horse racing movie about to be filmed at Santa Anita Park. Somebody in the truck yelled, cut. The vehicle fell back and I stood in the stirrups and eased my horse, Daisy Dan. It was the third time we'd shot this scene and Daisy Dan was tired. The DP, Gabriel Dubois, might be French, stylish and handsome, but he didn't know a horse from a hamster. Okay, Nikki Gabriel yelled, that's a wrap. You can take the horse back. I sketched a wave and patted the horse's sweaty neck, relieved he was done for the day. As I held him to a slow jog, he rounded the far turn of the mile long oval before I pointed him toward the gap that would lead us off the track. The GMC camera truck sped past us and Dave, the assistant cameraman at the wheel. The pickup had a crane bolted to its bed. It held the Genesis camera, remotely controlled by Gabriel from the passenger seat. Gabe, Gabe stopped to let Gabriel out at the grandstand. He was probably going to see his contact at Santa Anita Special Projects office. As Gabriel walked away, Dave circled the vehicle back toward me. Glancing at his profile, he once again struck me as a nervous loner with secrets to hide. He wasn't the friendliest guy on the movie crew. Keeping Daisy Dan to a walk, we passed through the gap in the rail, soon leaving the dirt path behind and stepping onto the dirt and gravel of the parking lot. Nearby, Dave rolled in, heading for the base camp. A parking track management had allowed it allotted the studio. The dozen or so trailers for actors, wardrobe, makeup, catering, and camera crew had turned this space into a luxury trailer park. The air was clear and cool, a dry 70 degrees in February in Arcadia, California. In the distance, the Santa Gabriel Mountains rose to meet the golden blue skyline. 
I wondered why so many, no wonder so many people loved living in this state, except for the Arcadia summers were hot and dry. And when the wind blew off the mountains, the forest fires started. I wouldn't want to be around then. I rode toward the private gate that allowed us to the limited stable area that we had been given. Nearby, Dave paralleled my path, heading his truck to the parking lot by the trailers. It was late afternoon and my scene was the last of the day. Most of the movie people had left or were in their trailers behind closed doors and curtains. Since it was a dark or non-racing day, the backstretch was quiet. Grooms would reappear closer to 5 p.m. to give the horses their evening feed, water, and hay. Now the area was all but deserted. Sensing a change in the air, I glanced at the mountains. A gray cloud bank had built behind them, and its gloomy presence crept toward me and Dave, who parked about 100 yards away. A muffled but sharp pop zinged past me. My gaze swept to the sound of shattering glass. Dave in the camera truck, blood blossoming from the side of his head. Horrified, I stared as red gore splattered and spread across the inside of the passenger window. Dave's form slumped and slid sideways toward the passenger door, finally disappearing from my sight. Mm. Wow. So that's the start of that book. Wow. Yeah, that does hook you. I want to know what happened to Dave. <laughs> Yeah, well, you'll find out, but it takes quite a while to get into the book to find out what the heck is really going on. Mm, because that it's a mystery. Is, <laughs> yes. It's a mystery, definitely, definitely. That would definitely make that's a great, that's a great hook. And I think that's another um compelling thing, you know, of of being a good author is being able to write a good hook. Um and because that leads right into getting to people wanting to turn every page, but to get to that point of to turning the page, you have to have your hook right first. And just like a song, you got to have a hook with a song. It's the same thing. So, yes, yep. So that's it's an art. It's it's definitely an art. Um, for some people, it comes naturally, and others, they just have to you have to work. It's, it's a craft to hone, isn't it? Yes. Well, I want to give a huge big shout out to our audience today. I want to say thank you very much to to Tish. Tish says, you know, after hearing you read the book, she says, well, that was very curious. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tish. So Tish, you'll have to go get the book to find out what happens. And um, I love mysteries too. I, Growing up, I loved Agatha Christie so oh, much. Oh my goodness. Yes. I'm a big fan and still am, you know, and I've gone back and read the books again. And, you know, anytime there's a, I, I'm, I don't know. Anytime it's on, anytime there's a movie on, I remember watching some of the movies on TV when I was a kid too. Oh, yeah, Sassy, what's, what's next for you? Um, you know, you've just released this book, which is phenomenal. Um, what's next on your horizon? Well, the last book I wrote before this one was called Travels of Quinn. And it's an interesting book. It's not about horse racing. It's about a young girl who's raised uh, with the Irish American travelers, the con artists and scam artists that live very close to me right here. They're 40 minutes from me. There's the biggest conclave in America is in a place called Murphy Village. And I did a lot of research. I talked to judges that had um, put them in jail. I talked to the 
uh, head of the detention center and he gave me a, a complete tour of the jail because I wanted to know what that would be like. Um, and that book uh, was nominated, in fact, it was a runner-up for a Silver Falchion Award for uh, Best Mystery Novel of 2020. Um, so I'm going to do a sequel to that book. So once again, it'll be about the Irish American travelers. And then I will probably write another horse racing mystery. Mm, nice. That Very is nice. Yes. Well, I mean, we're glad that you have, we'll have to have you back on when those come I'd out. I'd love to come back on. Yes. We'd love to have you back on. So, um, so who's been your driving sort of, um, who's been the, your biggest supporter? Because every, every author has to have someone that has their back and that um, supports them on their writing journey or helps them be creative, supports them, um, you know, along their way. Who's been your support? It's my husband's very supportive of what I do, but there are people um, like, believe it or not, Hank Philippi Ryan has been very kind to me and mm -hmm. she really likes my writing and uh, she's just a, a wonderful person. She and then, is. of course, my critique group is just fabulous. You know, you can't live with it. I couldn't live without a critique group because yes. they point out things like, you really want to say that? <laughs> no, no, I didn't mean to say that. Yeah, or you have a, hey, you have a pothole here, you know, or, yeah, uh, yeah there, because we can't always see it as the writer. And, and sometimes, again, like everyone else, we think we've gotten the point across. It was up here and we think we've gotten it across on paper and we really haven't, but we think it's there. So it's yeah. so, so great we, to have that feedback. Think people can read our minds. They can't. Yeah, they can't, right? So it's invaluable. That and a good editor. They're two very invaluable things in writing. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Well, you've dropped a lot of gems. I like that you've shared a lot of information that's uh, that's real about being an author. You know, it's not all fluffy and uh, and good news. And you know, a lot but of people think, yeah, or that you can make a lot of money. You know, it's it's not really that way for all authors. And uh, you really do have to have a love for writing and for your audience to just hang in there and stay with it. So thank you for sharing that so candidly. Thank you for letting me do that. I appreciate it very much. It's an absolute pleasure. Well, we really hope that Shooting Star is going to do really, really well. And um, you've got me curious about your other books. I would really like to have a look at those too. Um, so, wow. Any, any closing tip for a new aspiring author? What would you want to say to anyone wanting to get into the space of becoming a published author? I, the best advice I was ever given, uh, when I took that mystery writing course, I had a wonderful teacher there. And she looked at me when I was writing Full Mortality and um, she just looked at me and she said, keep going. And, and that's it. Keep going. Don't stop. Don't give up. Right. Just keep going. Right. Be determined. There's right. nothing else you can do. And if you don't do it, it never gets done. You know, no. I, 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 and you probably get this just like I do. Uh, people will say to you that you meet, oh, I've got a book in me, or I've been wanting to write this for a long time, and I just don't know where to start, and I just don't have time. And it's like, yeah, you do have time. You just, you got to find it, you know, yeah. late at night, early in the morning, I don't know, on a break somewhere, you know, 
if you want to write, you'll write. And what you need to do is just start it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and I just um, want to give a shout out to Lillian. There, we've had some great people joining us um, on the show today. Hi, Lillian. So, yeah, and Lillian says okay. she wishes you well with shooting, Thank shooting you. stars. Thank you, Lillian. So, Sasa, thank you so much. It was great of you to join us today. We'd love to have you back um, on the I show again. The covers are magnificent. The covers are absolutely magnificent. So, well, well done on, well done, well done on that. One last question: Would you advise people to get a publicist? Um, do you think it's a, it's necessary or not? I think that it's very helpful. Um, it can get you in places where people have never heard of you or seen you uh, before. Um, you don't immediately necessarily see a huge bump in sales, but I think it's a slow and steady progression. And yes, I think a publicist can put you places that will eventually build and make you a better known and author with more sales. Yes. I agree. Yes. And, and to have that support system. Um, and, and it looks, it look it helps things to look more professional, you know, for does, people yes. who are looking to um, hire you or book you or, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, it's very helpful to have that support system. I, I think, you know, f the way I see it with a publicist is if you walk into a courtroom by yourself without an attorney, people are not going to take you very seriously and you might lose your case, you know. But if you walk in there and you have your lawyer at your side, um, people are going to look at you with just a little bit more respect. And so if you walk into a library and people say, yes, we'll stock your your books and you say well talk to my publicist it just yes. gives you that little bit more of an authority than mm -hmm. you walking there with your books in your hand very sheepishly um so you can level up your status as an author by um by getting a publicist i think so i think you're right so thank you so so much for being here today with us, and we can't wait to see your next book too. So we we'll, can't either. <laughs> can we can we take one more question if you don't mind? Because I think this Not is a this is a, this is a very good um, question from Lillian. Um, so Sasa, if you wouldn't mind answering her question, she asks, "What is your opinion on co-authoring with many people? I have so many requests for my nonprofit, and I'm now trying to streamline the offers." Mm, very good question. I don't know the answer to that. I have never co-authored with anyone. I know some of the people that do, though, you can get those books out a lot faster. I have to say that, you know, my experience with co-authoring has been fantastic. So I, I really think that it's a good thing to do. And like, like Sasser is saying, it is a way to get books out faster. faster yeah. Um, and, and it's great when you have different thoughts and opinions on things, like you, you can bounce things off and you're not carrying the load that, you know, but it's, it's fun to collaborate sometimes with folks. I think it would be, I would like to do that sometime. I, mm -hmm. I, uh, no one's ever asked to co-author with me. Um, and I haven't asked anyone else, but you know, it's something to think about because it would keep you going at a, at a better clip for sure. Right. I think it's a great way, you know, if, if you don't have the time to write a full book, it's a great way to get published, um, you know, and, and also, you know, I think one also needs to consider who are you co-authoring with? Yes. 
you know it's like with anything else out in the world there because when you co-author you also you're also co-branding yes mm. so you want to be careful oh, who yeah. you get into bed with <laughs> yeah um, author with just anybody you, you, you want to do your sure that, yeah you want to make sure that the other person you're working with or the collaborative folks because I've done co-authoring with one person and we and Brigetti and I both have been in, in a collaboration um, of you know 28 people total but when you're co-authoring with a single person make sure that you are both you're in the same frame of mind that yeah. you're co-authoring with a doer not a talker um, you know, my, my co-writer, we, um, bounce off each other very well. We take constructive criticism and advice and, uh, suggestions very well. Uh, we kind of feed, it feeds off each other, but we also pull our weight. So, you know, you yeah. want to make sure you have somebody who's going to work hard with you. Um, and she's, oh, she's asking who would she recommend as a publicist? Well, Sasser and I have a recommendation. <laughs> Yes, oh, it's Rick who's asking. So what's your what's your recommendation, Sasa, on a publicist? Um, well, it's Creative Edge. Mickey Nicholson is wonderful. And you can just go to Creative Edge and uh, online and you'll find him. Sasa, thanks very much. That's a wrap for today. I want to say thank you to our amazing audience. We love interaction. It just makes the show so much more interesting. So thank you so much for all the questions um, out there and the comments. And um, and thank you so much for your your um, your candid advice. And Tish says, um, I hear you, Mary. And she says, being evenly yoked, which speaks to the fact that we said, you know, be careful who you co-author with so that because you're also co-branding. And Lillian says, thank you all. So thanks very much, everyone. You, Take ladies. care. Stay safe. Um, we'll see you again on the next episode of the Writer's Corner live show.